At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What up? Welcome in. It's my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in uh, for the rest of the week. I was here yesterday. I'm here today. I'll be here tomorrow as well. Partner in crime for this Thursday, Aaron Rinning, professional sports better, handicapper extraordinaire. What up, bro? <laughs> Good to be here, JVT. Always enjoy doing the show with you, especially this time of year. That's right. Uh, and we can break down everything that. Uh, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks blew another game last night. Yes, they did. Yes, a fascinating, fascinating series uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, who, uh, as I put today in the uh, the write-up, no longer an anomaly. They continue to roll. Uh, let's We'll give that a little love here quickly. 116 to 113. The Bucks close as an eight-point favorite and ultimately lose outright after having a late seven-point lead in that contest in the fourth quarter. So I'll ask you this before we get to the nuts and the bolts of the matchup. Uh, I've already took seven and a half with the next game. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that this is one where ultimately I picked the Bucks in five ER, but I thought this was going to be a very competitive series. And so I, I could find myself in the realm of shorter series, but Atlanta on a nightly basis in terms of ATS because the market might be a little too high on the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, that's an interesting take, and I was uh, interested. I really don't know what you've bet, what you're thinking on either one of these series. I haven't uh, been able to listen to you much this week. Um, you know, Atlanta certainly seemed easy to say, uh, the right side overvalued, but here we get the same price essentially, uh, moving forward. I am the old school probably cost me money, uh, where I don't generally like to bet against the zigzag theory, which, uh, obviously is in play here, mm-hmm. uh, with the bucks blowing that game, especially losing that game. Um, when you have 
what you expect uh, to be the better team uh, beaten on their home floors. Looked like they were going to cover the, the number at some one point it, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. We, you know, I was watching with some buddies. And I said, watch this. The Bucks will end up covering here. Um, I, I will say this. I talked about it on the morning show here today. I mean, for the Bucks, it's very difficult for me to bet the game mm. with the Bucks. Um, again, last two three, four, five minutes of the game. Where are they going? Who's going to score? Chris Middleton didn't come through last night. Um, so Another that's 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 kind of what it comes down to. And they, you know, they they did cover the first half. So I think if you are betting the Bucks, I would certainly get a, try to get a little creative. Bet different ways. Uh, you can bet them whether it is first quarter, first half, maybe team total over. To me, it looks like offensively they should be fine yeah. in, in this series. I mean, uh, for the most part, got whatever they wanted at the rim. Uh, they always seem like they should do that more. Uh, they don't. Um, and, of course, the three-point shot should go in a little bit more as the series goes on. Yep. And, you know, I, I think there is, there's questions to be asked of Mike Budenholzer as a whole. I think offensively I've been surprised yet again uh, to watch Milwaukee in certain instances struggle for the most part. You know, the spacing hasn't been great. There are a couple of plays where you have, like, Pat Connaughton sitting in the dunker spot, <laughs> but then P.J. Tucker rolling to him, and, like, there's just really nothing going on from the setup. So, like, while the matchups are there, I've been surprised about the inability to exploit them at certain possessions. But also, it's funny with the Atlanta ER because it, it's, it is seen as disrespect, but this is, again, another opponent where Atlanta gets that in quarters one through three, there seems to be some sort of a lopsided matchup in favor of their opponent, but when the game slows down and gets a little bit more half-court oriented, their opposition's best star is pretty much useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, not useless for a guy like Giannis, but you know what I'm getting, right? right? Not a guy who creates his own shot in crunch mm-hmm. time, so now all of a sudden you, as a team, in these clutch time situations, have an advantage. Yeah, they actually did a great job out of timeouts getting you know uh, the alley-oop to, uh, to Giannis in those instances. Again, yep. kind of had a lot of what they wanted uh, and you know the Bucks are I, to me they're very much more flawed from a roster standpoint than they've been in recent years now they go out and get Drew Holiday that comes at a cost uh, to me it is a very weak bench not a lot of places to go when you have P.J. Tucker out mm-hmm. there as much as he is Trey Young essentially doesn't have to guard anybody because you don't have to pay right. much attention to, to P.J. Tucker just point on P.J. Yep. and you know of course that's one guy that you really want to go at as much as possible kind of like and that takes away. But still, you know, the Hawks, uh, Bogdanovich steps slower, certainly, than you would expect. Gallinari is okay as a defender, but you can, you know, move at him, do some things uh, with him. So there are guys that you can go at, really, yep. for, a, for a playoff uh, this deep into the conference finals. Generally, teams don't have those two, three. And, you know, at the end of the quarters, you know, Lou Williams is out there. Trey Young is out there. I mean, the Bucks should be scoring at a crazy rate at, at those situations. Yes, indeed. And you see some of the box score numbers, too. Uh, there are not many times the Hawks are going to win games like this where Bogdan Bogdanovich scores four. You only get nine from Gallo. But, hey, we'll see. Because I have an interesting stat for you when we come back on the other side. Uh, there seems to be an unsustainable nature for the Atlanta Hawks after watching what happened in game one. It's Aaron Renning. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. It's my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Happy Thursday to you. It is my guys in the desert. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Matt Eumann's not here. He's in the mornings. So I'm filling in for Daniel Ovari, who's on vacation, who usually <laughs> fills in for Matt Eumann's ER, Aaron Renning, professional sports better, great NBA analyst as well as with me. So I mentioned as we were recapping the 116-113 to 113 win for the Milwaukee, uh, excuse me, Atlanta Hawks, Freudian slip, maybe that's coming up, um, for the Bucs who closed as eight-point favorites yesterday, ER game. Goes over the total. We'll get to the total perspective as well. But I mentioned an unsustainable factor here for the Atlanta Hawks in that game. From Synergy Basketball up on social media, Trey Young created, assisted, or scored 80 of the 108 points Atlanta scored while he was on the floor during game one. I am going to go out on a limb and say that is not the recipe for success to win four out of seven against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, No, that's an interesting number, although it might have to be to a certain degree for Trey Young. Um, Again, one thing uh, that, that I can certainly say that, I mean, just shocked. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as the Milwaukee Bucks let Trey Young dictate everything from an offensive perspective, Atlanta got to throw some different things at him. Got to try to trap him. Uh, just different, and they did. You know, the last plus quarter mm-hmm. uh, of that game, and it's amazing. You just talked about that. Trey Young uh, closed the game, uh, the the final uh, quarter plus one of nine from the field, two turnovers. He did have three assists. Remember, he took a lot of bad shots from thirty feet. Uh, the Bucks, uh, as we know, the drop coverage, I mean, what a disaster for them once again last night. When you watched them in the Nets series, the Nets probably should have attacked that a lot more than they did. They might have ended up winning the series. They seem to only want to exploit that uh, at certain times when they're down, uh, perhaps in a close game. Like, they didn't want the Bucks to really know that they needed to correct right. that. And Atlanta just went all, all game, like, we're just going to keep going to this, which... Um, you know, now the Bucks certainly have the chance. And you did see them finally switch everything. It looked a little bit better. But, you know, again, with the Bucks personnel, if they do that, that need, probably means Brooke Lopez has to come out of the game. Yep. And you saw the rebounding become issues for them, the offensive rebounding. So, you know, the Bucks roster is so flawed that, you know, it's just like anything. You, you plug one leak, you get mm-hmm. another leak somewhere else. Last night it was the offensive rebounding that killed them. So I, I think it's a brilliant point with the Brooklyn series. And I think that's why – obviously because he's such an, an amazing player, but that's where they miss James Harden. James Harden, in a lot of those scenarios, when he's fully healthy, is hitting floaters. He's finding open shooters. He has his step back three, but his floater is just as brilliant, if not better, than Trey Young's in that area of the floor, and that was something that he could potentially exploit against Brooklyn as well, and that's where you missed him. He wasn't as explosive off the bounce, so you saw this from Trey Young in this game. So I'll ask you, to use your analogy again, which of the holes is bigger that you're plugging? Because I personally <laughs> think that I'll live with the offense rebounding to a certain extent if I'm be able if I'm able to switch everything and I'm not giving young that area of the floor mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, again they did certainly miss Brooke and, and another weakness uh, for the Bucks last night was uh, inside mm-hmm. um, uh, the Bucks 26 of 39 uh, from the rim Atlanta got a lot of shots uh, essentially at the rim and we know the Bucks don't do that but they're great at three uh, depending to the three-point shot which again you had Connington Portis guys that could guard the three-point line right. uh, a little bit better uh, you talk about Trey Young JVT how about the Hawks three-point shooting which has been terrible yes and it's amazing uh, again you go back to game seven against Philadelphia they shot 26 percent from three-point land last night uh, 25%. They win both games yeah. as essentially a touchdown underdog, which uh, very shocking. And we know uh, the Bucks have issues defending the three-point line. That's always been um, somewhat of an issue. So here they are. They lose Atlanta, or I'm sorry, Atlanta wins game one, Bucks lose game one. And you expect this Atlanta team to be able to shoot 
uh, the three-point shot better uh, at some point in the series because that's what Milwaukee does. They allow three the uh, three-point shot, a lot of good looks. So uh, it's it's a little different with the personnel that they're going to play, but that's kind of a fascinating for me is something I'm going to watch for uh, in this series. Yeah, and to your point, over the last eight games, this is the beginning of the Philly series up through game one last night, 32.4% for the Atlanta Hawks from three-point range. Uh, on average, a 10.4 of 32 per game. <laughs> And yet here they are right. over those eight games. They're five and three, and they just won a series. So you go back to the nature of like you know you know the narrative of everybody's counting Atlanta out. Well, if you look at a lot of this stuff, you're like, well, how does this keep happening at this point right now for this Atlanta Hawks team? And yet they continue to thrive. So we'll see. You know, when you're looking at this from that perspective, from a matchup perspective, how Bud adjusts? Does he start small? Does he allow them to start crushing them on the offensive glass? Because Collins and Capella could totally do that. Because you think that Nate McMillan is just going to stick through with that big lineup right. against that small lineup and that's the other part about this ER is where I think that Bud generally did okay yesterday not the best game but not the worst either we've seen much worse from him I also think at the same time do you trust him to make those adjustments and stick with them because he is a man who is very rigid with his game plan you know I, I thought the two key plays were the offensive rebounds last yep. night the five uh, you know with if you take away uh, of course the, the Bucks inability you know, the where they couldn't execute right uh, offensively they, you know they didn't make shots but if you watch the Collins uh, 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 slam dunk put back Connington just totally disregarded him coming out of the corner uh, was lazy as far as blocking him out um, and then Capella obviously got loose on that offensive rebound Giannis was in a bit of a tough position mm-hmm. uh, he is he was again trying to defend the pick and roll but that, those are things that the Bucks don't give up usually that that is just things that they will not give up and Budenholzer won't give up so again kind of a give and take as we move forward um, in this series. So, I, you know, again, I think the Bucks are going to be fine uh, offensively. Mm-hmm. What uh, you do here with Trey Young, and, you know, I, I've seen some teams that will trap him. Obviously, we go back earlier in the playoffs or the play-in. Remember the Lakers um, essentially trapping Steph Curry, get yep. the ball out of his hands. I, I, I think you have to at least try that. Trey Young is so crafty, and he can split the double team, et cetera, and then you really have some issues. So um, yeah. I'm sure, you know, Budenholzer's kind of conservatism to, to defense probably um, – Perhaps a last-ditch effort, but you got to. I mean, the big thing is just throw some different things at him instead of the same defense uh, all all game long. Right, and we saw him too. To your to your point about his craftiness, when they switched on to him, they would switch different things, and he was like, "Okay, well then, how about I just switch on to the worst defender, and then I'll, I'll make it work from there." He's a really underrated and skilled offensive player in terms of the different things that he can do. You know, the NBA to me is it's they always say pace and space. Mm-hmm. Um, in the playoffs, it's really about space. Yep. And Trey Young is uh, just an amazing player as far as creating space for himself and creating space for his teammates. He made some tremendous passes uh, in that game last night as well. So, I mean, you, you won't find too many players are as good as uh, creating space as Trey Young. So let me ask you this. Uh, that's all analysis in terms of what we've seen on the court. From a total perspective, uh, according to Cleaning the Glass yesterday, possessions between these two, about 101. You know, Atlanta yep. had 101, Milwaukee had 100. Uh, and this game just went over the total. Uh, what do you expect going forward between these two teams in terms of pace and in terms of scoring? For the total? You know, that was kind of another thing with the Bucks. Generally, they teams have a hard time pushing the pace on them. Mm-hmm. And they, they played just a, a kind of a different style of basketball last night. Um, I, again, they just let Young kind of dictate whatever he wanted to do 
uh, offensively. But it seems like we're going to have some pace in this series. And, you know, if you go back to the Milwaukee-Brooklyn matchup, obviously Kyrie was out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brooklyn played super slow uh, in that series. James Harden didn't give them a lot of firepower. Uh, as well. And if you go back uh, with Philadelphia uh, and Atlanta, of course, Philadelphia certainly more defense uh, than offense. So it made sense that you get two of these teams. And uh, like I say, I think the Bucks can get kind of what they want. Again, 26 to 39 essentially at the rim last night. Giannis missed a couple of bunnies, some layups there. Uh, to me, they can always be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, inside, uh, they didn't push. The, they could push the pace even a little bit faster. But it seems like Atlanta wants to go ahead and, and get up and down the court here. Um, and really, I, I have to give the refs credit. That game had a lot of flow last night. They did not call right. a lot of fouls. But that could certainly change um, as this uh, as this series moves forward. And certainly the three point shooting again. Atlanta twenty five percent. Uh, the Bucks, uh, what, 8 of 36. So uh, I would actually lean over uh, to game two. Yeah. It, once, uh, let's see if Scott Foster gets his hands on this series. And then we'll <laughs> see, uh, we will see that pace bogged down uh, quite a bit, which leads us to uh, the natural jumping off point. Scott Foster was involved in the last contest here between these two clubs, and it ended up in a game that took uh, 30 minutes to get through the last 90 seconds. Shocking. The Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers game three. Chris Paul reported about, what, two hours ago that he is going to be on the floor here and available for the Phoenix. Phoenix Suns. Uh, surprisingly, ER, we generally see the market overreact to something that we kind of know, mm -hmm. uh, and this has not been the case. The uh, Suns have been a one-point favorite even before we knew officially that Paul was going to be out there, and it has not budged since the news that Paul has been out there. One shop actually went to pick. I think it went right back to Suns minus one. Uh, so what's your read here up to this point? So uh, for the through the first two games, uh, I have been on L.A. from a side perspective. Okay. You know, took, a, took the four in game one, four-point game in the waning seconds. They turn it over. They end up losing by six, and they cover in game two. I was hoping for a little bit more than just the point, or I was actually expecting this to get to like that jazz here, right? Two and a half, somewhere in that range once Paul got there. Um, so we'll see, because right now, market's telling you that the Suns power rated a little bit less mm -hmm. than the Utah Jazz with Mike Conley on the road. Uh, but what's your read up to this point? Because I still think there's a lot of things the Clippers did really well through the first two games, okay. specifically offensively. Well, I'm, inter too. I'm interested to hear those, JVT. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm pretty much in the Suns' corner here mm -hmm. um, in this series, which, uh, and tonight doesn't seem like the spot for that. Obviously, the Clippers have done um, a great job. They've been here before, although you cannot uh, continue to get down in these Correct. playoff series and expect uh, things to go your way. Make the joke. They got them right where they want them. Yeah, Chris mm -hmm. Paul. Um, obviously, uh, a, a, a difference maker for me. I mean, he has been the best against the spread NBA player over the last two years uh, in the NBA. He has just been tremendous here mm -hmm. uh, for what whether it's the Phoenix Suns or the Oklahoma City Thunder. However, you know, I'll say this. Remember when James Harden came back? And that was a little different situation. He had the hamstring, et cetera. But, you know, who knows exactly what Chris Paul has been up to. He's certainly been away from his teammates. Uh, we know that much. But he hasn't played uh, here in 11 days. Very tricky, I would say, and difficult to expect a lot out of him first quarter first half, maybe even the first game here as he works his way. Uh, they haven't talked about any kind of li um, minutes limit, but I'm expecting 30, 32 minutes here tonight from Chris Paul. Uh, obviously, the game could dictate differently uh, as we move forward, but I, I feel like this game really would represent 
mm-hmm. an opportunity to bet the Clippers first quarter, first half, because uh, you have Paul returning to the lineup. And we've seen so many times, even in this playoffs, uh, maybe their best guy, second best guy comes back and you have almost a little bit of a letdown. I think we, in, uh, in every instance, we've seen a guy come right. back from an absence. He has not been the same. So I think that makes sense here. Um, but I, I, for me, I'm not going to bet the game. Uh, I'm, not, I'm really, I'm not going to bet that. But if you are, look, interested in the Clips, uh, as far as me handicapping this side here, um, I, I hope Clippers come out, play really well. I'd look to bet, uh, for me, the Suns in game three. Yeah, so what, what I think is interesting about what the Clippers did to the first two games, it is eerily similar to what happened in Utah, right? Two perfectly winnable games for them through the first two. Obviously, a winnable game when you have a one-point lead with less than a second left to go in game two. But I think, one, 40.7% shooting from three-point range for the first two games. They're a good three-point shooting team, so you think they, that can keep up. Uh, the fact that the offensive rating, just over 116, relatively solid through two games as well. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, we talk about adjustments, you would think with Chris Paul coming back, that means that there's no no more of each Zubach, right? Zubach's minutes should probably go from the 35, 38 that he played in game two to less than 18 like he did in game one. And it's relying on Ty Lue to make that adjustment. And I, and I think what's interesting is it's kind of like what you talked about, right? Plugging holes and, and which hole's bigger. you got to pick one. Uh-huh. And I, I think if, if I am Ty Lue, I would rather be able to switch everything and play small and have DeAndre Ayton beat me to hell inside than have Chris Paul on a possession-to-possession basis say, come here, Vija Zubac, and eat him up from that range because I think so much more opens up in that regard as opposed to the other way around, you know? I I was surprised that Lou went that way when he inserted Beverly and Zubac back in the starting lineup. He seemed, especially after that Utah series, hey, we're going to go small and go with it. I I will say this. Uh, to me, I thought the Clippers have been a little bit soft. Uh, you could beat them at the rim all season long into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Utah uh, didn't seem to want to exploit that whatsoever. They were happy just running their system, not adjusting, shoot three-pointers. Uh, I thought that was a crucial mistake uh, by the Utah Jazz. Game one, uh, the Phoenix Suns essentially at the rim, 0-4 to four feet, 18 of 20. Uh, that's hard for the uh, opposition to come over. Game two, 21 of 28. The Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns have done just a, a fabulous job knowing that that's where the weakness was on this Clippers and really scoring a, a lot of points, certainly outscoring the Clippers uh, at the rim. So um, if that stat continues, it's going to be tough for the Clippers. Yeah, I, you know, I've kind of resigned myself. That they need Kawhi Leonard if they're going to win this series, and it doesn't look like they're going to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have also been very stubborn in the fact that uh, I think I was right saying that they were the best team in the Western Conference when Kawhi was out there on the floor. So I mean, you can't you can't prove me wrong. You can't prove me wrong in that fact. Just like uh, the Nets were the best team in the Eastern Conference. That's right, James Harden and hey, Kyrie Irving. Can you prove it wrong? <laughs> Look, and for in that regard, actually, Milwaukee ended up in that series with the negative net rating, despite the fact that they. They won it, so mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting in that regard. But so we'll see this again uh, right now. The total and this one's dropped quite a bit too in terms of the total. Or no, it's I think it's up right two twenty one and a half right uh-huh. now from the two eighteen and a half. And to, and to me, I was a little yeah. surprised at that. Yes, um, you know, Chris Paul to me I, I down, think right? he leans a little bit more to the under uh, than the over. So I was a little bit um, surprised mm-hmm. uh, with the total move here towards uh, the over. I'm going to lean a little bit. Uh, under the total in this game, not sure. I haven't played it yet, uh, whether I get there or not, uh, perhaps in-game. But you're right, you, you kind of want to see what adjustments here. Is the Clippers going to go totally small, etc.? 
Uh, but I, I lean right uh, to the under at this point. More Luke Kennard, more Nick Batum, more Terrence Mann. That's what mm-hmm. I say. We'll see if uh, Ty Lue actually gets back to that. You brought up an interesting angle, the uh, the first quarter, first half thing. We actually have some detailed numbers on that up to this point uh, in this postseason. I think it's a really interesting conversation uh, about that situation I'm for a lot of these teams, uh, especially because once you see some of the numbers in terms of what you, the better, are buying into, uh, maybe you might want to back off the angle a little bit. But when we come back, National Hockey League very quickly, we do have the news about the starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. We have a price adjustment in this series as well, so we'll discuss if maybe there is value on Vegas on the road here against Montreal, despite the fact that this offense has not been great for VGK. It's my guys in the desert here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today.
Maya guys in the desert from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Jonathan Von Holbo, Aaron Renning with you here today as we uh, fill in for everybody on my guys in the desert. All right, ER. You're a well-traveled man. Were you at the last VGK game or what? You're uh, at You're an internet sensation. Well, I'm going to give you a hint. I've never been to a Golden Knights loss before. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Uh, for those who don't know, the last game that ER was at, there was a fight that broke out because yeah. somebody stole a Colorado Avalanche flag. And sure enough, not only – I should have sent this in. The video comes up on the on social media, and guess who's right there staring <laughs> at the whole fight? Aaron Renning. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, so, ER was not at the last one. Obviously, the good luck charm, so maybe we can fly him out to Canada, right? Uh, regardless – Golden Knights and the Canadians are $1.35 favorite here today, $1.25 on the other side of Montreal. I bring up the adjustment because, remember, in the first two games, we were talking about the Vegas Golden Knights laying about a buck seventy on right. the road. And now you're talking about $1.35. So the market has definitely come around here on adjusting this price. The question is, is it enough an adjustment that you still that you would look at laying $8.35 with Vegas on the road? Uh, you know, they lost, obviously, some faith in their backers. I haven't I, I haven't bet this series. I, I thought it was a little bit crazy considering uh, it seemed like uh, the, a lot of people were not giving the Vegas Knights any chance against Colorado. All of a sudden, you make them a $5 favorite against Montreal. And Hockey, it's like Montreal was there to participate yeah. Uh, it, hockey, yeah. as we know, it's just so, you know, obviously you and I are NBA people. And the NBA has almost been like hockey where right. we've had these upsets uh, this year. So that was just a little bit crazy uh, to begin with. So, yeah, this is probably a little bit priced right. Uh, the change in goalie here, that's obviously the big news. Of course, uh, when you essentially have to win two games in a row, uh, your backs are against the wall and you have goalie issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not exactly something that you want to see uh, within a hockey team as well. So uh, it's not there where I'm interested in the price. But with that said, Golden Knights somehow win this game. Uh, they're going to be back to a big favorite in Game 7. Yep. And uh, as you see the footage there, Leonard this morning first off the ice, so an indication that he is going to start in goal. And uh, it was cracked by somebody from the Vegas Golden Knights during a, a post-practice interview that they hope that Leonard can uh, take the challenge of starting today. So it looks like he's going to be in goal. And what's interesting, too, from a lot of perspectives, from the betting perspective, right, because we mentioned the adjustment from, like, the $1.70 price tag that they were laying in the games in Montreal to the $1.35 here he are. Also remember that the last game that he started, Robin Leonard, there was like a five, ten cent bump in favor of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like essentially the market telling you that he was the lesser goaltender and the fact that that total actually went up from Correct. five shaded heavily to the over to five and a half shaded to the under. And now you're here, you have this massive adjustment. And I think we we're pretty clear him and Mark Andre Fleury, I think from a power rating perspective should be relatively equal. They are different goaltenders, right? Right. He's a little bit more solid body. Doesn't really move that well laterally. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, a little bit more dexterity to his game, but still two very good goaltenders that I would think from a power rating perspective should not make a difference to a line. Yeah. Leonard obviously proved himself on what Sunday mm-hmm. uh, played a tremendous game. I, I was my, my first instinct was, oh, play this game over the total. Certainly glad I didn't follow up yeah. uh, those instincts, uh, but he was very good. Yes, you're right. It, it's just it, it's a tough situation when you're putting your team. Um, don't know, know who the goalie is. One guy has gotten you there. Uh, now perhaps he has cooled off, but. The Golden Knights have uh, more problems, more issues in this series than uh, the goaltending. Yep. And uh, they have to figure out the power play, number one. Uh, something here 
uh, offensively. Can they do that? And, and the first period. The, the first period has been a disaster as well. You see those numbers right there, and that's exactly what ER is referring to. And while they have won the shot share up to this point, of course, you four percentage in favor of Vegas at 54.15%. Look at the other numbers. Expected goals four in favor of Montreal at 10.7. Uh, uh, high danger chances very much in favor of Montreal, especially over the last game, game or so, 58 to 42. And exactly what ER is talking about there, power play. 0 of 15 for the Vegas Golden Knights Oof. in this series. And I, I've mentioned this before, observationally, it's not even just the 0 of 15 ER. When you watch them on the power play, I don't even know what they're they, – they barely get shots off on the power play. That's how disjointed it looks. And, you know, that's the thing. If you watch the Knights all season long, uh, certainly offense, uh, that hasn't been an issue with this team. So where does it go? Where does it vanish? It, it's just kind of crazy if you get this certain matchup in the playoffs, et cetera. Yep. So again, dollar thirty-five plus one twenty-five coming back. Uh, pretty low total as well. Again, you know, we didn't. We see usually the odds makers don't really want to move off of that five and a half, but uh, or excuse me, off of that five, and uh, it's no real danger there. Five shaded to the under, like one spot looks like a five and a half under minus one fifty over at Circa. So you see some stubbornness off that five and a half, and that's why you see that big price tag over at Circa. And obviously, with the total here, it's yep. going to be always interesting because you can have a Golden Knights team that becomes very desperate, correct? Late in this game, down two goals, down three goals, whatever. Uh, obviously, uh, the danger, if you bet this total, uh, where you get uh, one or two empty net goals. Empty netter with like empty netter with like three minutes left. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about desperation when you're down by that much. All right. Uh, we mentioned down to nothing, going back home, right? It is a lock em up winner. Maybe not. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side here on My Guys to the Desperate. and NBA playoffs are here, as we know. Conference finals for the NBA, semifinals for the NHL. Experts are covering every angle. Beeson's hockey expert, Andy McNeil, tracking all the NHL action. I, myself, your senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, have all the hoops insight. By the way, busy day for me, huh? Hardwood Handicappers podcast, new one up today. Right up for the playoff game today, up. Beeson.com slash JBT. The entire Beeson team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet in the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game. Beeson.com. Our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10 day free trial at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Aaron Renning is here again, one of our many, many men who can handicap the hoops. All right, ER. So I've been very adamant about this because you will you hear this every single time, mm-hmm. right? Because we have the situation tonight. The Clippers are down two nothing. They are going back home. Lock it in. This is a great situation for you. Well, I wanted to discuss this at length because I think you always have to realize what you are getting yourself into as a better, right? Mm-hmm. Because we always like to hear them. We always hear the word value, right? The V word. I think there's value in this side or that side. So let's talk about this because I think there is zero value in following <laughs> this trend as we go forward. So let's start with the first half, guys, because right now in this postseason ER, we have had six instances of teams two nothing down to nothing going back home. In those instances in the first half, you are two, three, and one against the spread if you bet the team down two nothing going back home in the first half. We'll get mm-hmm. to the first quarter. And in those instances, like this is what we're talking about when we talk about value, okay? 
We'll talk. We'll start with Wizards and Sixers. Game three, again, down two nothing, going back home. For the game, the Philadelphia 76ers were five-and-a-half-point favorite. But in the first half, they were only laying one-and-a-half. And the result, Philly blew them out in the first half. They cover the first half. Minus one-and-a-half. The Heat, this was a big one, right? The Heat lose the first two games in Milwaukee. They go back home to take on the Bucks. This was pretty popular because this was a matchup in general that a lot of people thought the Heat were pretty live in. Complete no-show. No-show whatsoever. And look at that. The Heat were a one-and-a-half-point underdog for the game, and yet a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the first half. And what happens? Bucks just beat the crap out of them. They end up covering mm-hmm. the first half. You have Celtics and, and um, you have Celtics and Nets, right? This was one in which the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets were a three-point favorite at half because they were such a massive favorite in right. the game, seven-and-a-half. The Boston Celtics actually ended up covering that one. They won the first half overall. That's one of your two covers. Mm-hmm. The Clippers were also one as well. Remember, down 2 nothing to the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Come back home, winning the big way in the first half. This is the one that gives you the best indication that there's no value in a lot of these numbers. The Nuggets were a two-point favorite for the game in Game 3 going back home against the Phoenix Suns. They close as a three-point favorite in the first half, and Phoenix ends up winning the first half outright and plus three, and then you get a push in that Nets and Brooklyn series. But overall, this is what we're talking about, where you're talking about ER teams that are five-and-a-half-point favorites for the game, and yet one-and-a-half-point spreads in the first half. You as a better aren't getting that much value. That Philly game, for example, you probably should have been catching two-and-a-half or so in the first half, but instead you're getting a full point less, and yet this is still a very popular trend. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure... uh, uh, the first half, those numbers are going to be worth a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that uh, as well. And like in the first half, 0.5, 1 point, 1 and a half point are certainly worth more uh, than they would be uh, in the game line. So uh, that's, I mean, that essentially that's what a lot of this comes down to. Uh, it's uh, easy street until everybody knows about it. Correct. Everybody bets it. And this has been an angle that uh, somewhat has flown under the radar for quite some time. Now you get shows like VSIN, other things. I mean, you guys <clears throat> talked about this about, what, three years ago, yep. four years ago? At nauseaism to a certain extent. And then uh, everything. And even see, even tonight, there's money coming in on the Clippers first quarter, first half. Uh, it is there. I, I think maybe the key game to look at that is the Milwaukee Bucks in Brooklyn. Again, you're not going to have a lot of opportunities. So we've had, what, six, five, uh, five opportunities so far this year? Yeah. The Bucks, favored by three in the first half, were up by 20, uh, essentially in that first quarter, first half. Uh, Brooklyn comes back, makes it a game. You get a push Correct. at minus three. Uh, generally, that should have been minus two. Uh, so that's... Kind of the tax that you're paying would have cost you a winner in that situation. So let's get to the first quarter because the first quarter is also one that has fallen along with this theory, right? Team down 2 nothing, going back home, bet them first quarter, bet them first half. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that if you bet these teams in this situation in the first half, you are down 2-3-1 and one against the spread. First quarter, those teams are 2-4. and four against the spread so far this postseason. Because you do have a Bucks winner. It, right. And, but look at the like the Wizards game is the ultimate example again. The top of the list, the Wizards were down 2 nothing going back home. They were a 5.5-point underdog in that game ER, but they were a 2.5-point favorite at close in the first quarter against the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, Philly pasted them in the quarters. Heat and uh, Bucks again, when we talked about. Losers through the whole way, no shows the entire way. The Bucks there. But again, Milwaukee was a 1.5-point favorite for the game, and yet Miami, 1.5-point favorite in the first quarter. One and a half point favorite for the first half. They lost both of them. The, the Celtics one is really fascinating too, right? 
Brooklyn was a seven and a half point favorite in that game in game three, but Boston was a one and a half point favorite for the first quarter, despite being a three point underdog for the first half, remember? And also, Brooklyn covers that first number, and it goes throughout this entire process. So, your two winners, as you mentioned, when you're talking about that, uh, there was the Bucks game in terms of game one, Milwaukee, three and a half point favorite for the game. They were one and a half point favorite for the first quarter line, and they ended up winning that one. The Denver one again, though. Two-point favorite for the game ER, but a one-and-a-half-point favorite for the first quarter. They lost that one as well. So the point here isn't so much, hey, this trend is two and four, don't bet it. Right. It's look at what you're betting into when you're talking about following this trend. If you know it, they know it. Right, and, and quite honestly, you have to keep in mind already on the game line, already on the game line, you're already paying a bit of a tax as well from the zigzag theory. Right. And that's probably uh, the best comparison, <clears throat> excuse me, that I could make. I mean, you know, nobody really knew about the zigzag theory 30 years ago. That was a thing. Uh, if you have a team like the Bucks that get beat last night as an eight-point favorite, uh, the next game, uh, it's going to be six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. The, the, the odds makers didn't adjust um, that maybe the better team or the team that lost the previous game would make the necessarily adjustments and come out well. Now that's totally the opposite here. That, that's just different than what it was. We're going to see uh, the Bucks still be a seven and a half, eight point favorite, maybe even eight and a half uh, in game two. Uh, of this contest. So, uh, I, yeah, there's just a lot of different things you can look at. And it, it is hard because a lot of bettors have probably made a lot of money betting this angle uh, over the years, but you have to know when to say when. Yep, and so now uh, the situation is, is this is why we bring this up. Today, the Clippers, down 2 nothing, going back home. Uh, we are starting to see the one and a half pop up. we got mm-hmm. two shops on my screen right now that have the Phoenix Suns as a one-and-a-half point favorite for the game. But first half right now, the majority of shops, Clippers, one-and-a-half point favorite, and the first quarter, a one-point favorite. So, again, just realizing what you are betting into as a better when it comes to a lot of these numbers, these situations are very well known. And a lot of what we're talking about here is baked into the number overall. So just something to keep an eye on as you move forward again with these situations. You'll hear it a lot, but again, first quarter, you're two and four if you played the angle, two, three, and one if you played it in the first half. On the other side, Matt Humans. Hey, he's going to be on the show still. It's his show, so we'll have him on. He's got everything. If he's got anything in Major League Baseball, the association as well. Humans has been up early, so I guess this is him getting up early now, right? This is probably about the time that he's waking up. Never know about him. <laughs> yeah, and then let's go second hour. We have a lot to get to as well in terms of Major League Baseball with ER. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, and it's my guys in the desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. My guys in the desert from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Aaron Renning alongside as well, filling in here on My Guys in the Desert for Matt Humans, who is nice enough to give us some time here today. Humans, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, ER and I were chuckling. I'm going to read you a headline. I'm going to tell you, tell me what you think about this. He was playing chess the whole time. How the Clipper's secret weapon might be the man leading the bench. My guy, Ty Lue, finally gets some credit, humans. Who wrote that story? You? <laughs> <laughs> no, Om Young Masuk actually did that for ESPN. I, I agree with <laughs> was that, that. Was that from the, uh, the Clippers PR department? <laughs> uh, I mean, Ty, I don't think Ty Lue is a terrible coach. I don't think he's a a really good coach either. He's he's somewhere in the middle, but you can't make mistakes at the end of the game uh, like he did, very costly uh, mistakes. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on uh, Ty Lue too much. I do want to say before we get started that do you think Wes Reynolds is like the happiest guy around right now because Rick Carlisle is back with the Indiana Pacers. I think that's got to make uh, Wes really happy. As long as there's an Indiana tie, right? I think that's uh, everything is bring the guys back home. So (laughs) as long as he's back home, that's all that matters. (laughs) So anyway, I think that's a good hire by the Pacers. And uh, I was a little bit surprised what happened with the Dallas Mavericks, but I know there was a lot going on there. Apparently that was like a soap opera within the uh, Dallas organization. Last year at this time, you know, I didn't, I didn't think Ty Lue was going to be the answer for the Clippers. Uh, JBT, it really, you got to have a guy who's going to lift this uh, team to the next level, and he's not going to do that. I think, really, when you listen to Van Gundy talk at the end of the um, 
broadcast the other night, that's the type of guy I think that could take the Clippers to the next level. He's he's a next-level basketball strategist, unlike uh, Ty Lue. Obviously, he's got a short shelf life, talking about Van Gundy, because he's going to be abrasive and not get along with a lot of people in the organization for a, a long period of time. But that was the guy I thought would be the answer. Again, I still think the Clippers would be favored and would probably win the NBA championship right now if Kawhi Leonard were and obviously that's not the case. And I don't know if it's an anything. Uh, the more I read about this, I think that he might have a torn ACL. He's definitely got some sort of tear in the knee ligament. But I don't think we're going to see him again. Do you? Uh, I would say no. I mean, like I, I was telling ER earlier, humans, that I was reading one report that the reason why they haven't officially ruled them out is there is hope that if they make it to the NBA Finals, and like we're talking like two games into the NBA Finals, that he might have a shot at returning. And I think that's why we haven't seen the official. He's out for the rest of the season. Yes, but, you know, it's a possibility we might not ever see him in a Clippers uniform again, JBT. No, 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 no. He's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> I, I would bet that he was coming back. Well, we'll see because it doesn't look like there's any signs of him coming back in this series. Uh, and uh, they certainly would need him uh, to get inside and uh, perhaps move on to the NBA Finals, I would say. Humans, you got anything tonight or in the uh, the uh, follow-up to Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, by the way, it's great to be on here with the uh, the true NBA hardwood handicappers of the Eastern. <laughs> I think right. you guys probably pick more winners than uh, Chuck and Shaq. I didn't pick uh, I didn't yeah, pick up yeah. any soccer sheets uh, before the show. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I was looking at tonight? I just made a small bet at a local uh, book. He said not a big bet at all, but I played under two twenty two in the Suns Clippers game. And uh, I, I, I want about the Clippers tonight just based on the spot. And, you know, they've, they've played well, JVT. You know this team uh, better than any of us. Uh, Clippers, and you've been, you've been praising the Clippers all season, touting their potential. Obviously, it's a different team without Kawhi. And Chris Paul's coming back tonight for the Suns. But the Clippers play their best when their backs are against the wall and expectations are lower. And still in game two, they were right there and had every opportunity and should have won that game. The Suns stole game two but I don't typically run to the window to bet plus one or plus mm-hmm. one and a half I see one and a halfs out there I'm gonna live bet this game and see how it's going early and I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm gonna be able to get a better number than plus one and a half on the Clippers at some point yep I like it Matt Eumann's with us at Matt Eumann's 24-7 uh really quickly before uh, we move on from here and uh we go to Major League Baseball. I know the tournament is underway. ER was just espousing that uh, it is a very unfamiliar leaderboard at this point. How, how, how heavily were you involved in the Travelers? Uh, you know, I, I filed, followed uh, Andy Jeff Seeley on a Kevin Streelman play at 35 to 1 odds. And because uh, Streelman was playing really well in the U.S. Open last week, and ER was out there. He saw some of that. So uh, Streelman was atop the leaderboard this morning, but I think he's probably four shots off the pace right now. I've got a few guys in the, a couple guys in the hunt. Joaquin Neiman's in the hunt, and uh, I guess Scotty Scheffler, and what was the um, oh uh, Mackenzie Hughes. So and Streelman, I got a few guys in there. I just I never overreact to the first round of a golf tournament. What you know, you're going to have some unfamiliar names in a long shot tournament like this because when you look at DJ and DJ was really struggling today. I was watching some of it on the Golf Channel. Um, I don't think he cares. I don't think DJ and Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau off a, a drain week like they just had at Torrey Pines. I don't think these guys care much about uh, this tournament at all this week. And sometimes, believe it or not, players like that are okay with missing the cut just so they can have a long weekend 
and uh, prep for the next tournament or just have a, a long weekend off. So, yeah, I, I think you were a little bit uh, foolish to bet any of the favorites in the tournament uh, this week, and you had to look at longer shots, you know, definitely north of 20 to 1. And that's why we're seeing a lot of uh, unfamiliar names on the leaderboard. This is a long shot type of golf tournament. Look at that great graphic, huh? Match Travelers Championship plays good headshot from humans as well. Six futures winners <laughs> at this point for humans on this season. So, uh, all right, well, uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. Let's, I'll just ask you the general question. How's baseball gone for you up to this point? We're still pretty early in the season. That's been uh, really good lately. Uh, I can tell you I've been, I was extremely conservative and not that interested in baseball in the first month. Yeah. And uh, in, the, in the past month or so, I've been playing a lot more, and it's, uh, it's been going really well. I haven't, I haven't had many losses in the past few weeks. I'm not bragging. That's just the truth. The, the last couple of weeks have been going, two or three weeks, going really well. That said, there's not really anything I like on uh, tonight's card, which I hate to come on the show and say that, but this is probably the weakest baseball card of the week, especially when you look at you know, the Yankees game and the A's game. were two games I was interested in. Those are over early today, so uh, there's not much on the card tonight. Walker Bueller has, I think, uh, the Dodgers – Bueller is not lost in like uh, what twenty three straight starts, and he goes tonight against uh, Zach Davies and the Cubs. I would I, I would kind of like to play the Cubs in what's you could say it's a little bit of a flat spot for the Dodgers coming off the Padres series, and the Dodgers and Padres have not fared well in the next game after they meet each other in the series this season. But Walker Bueller has been lights out. He's been the best pitcher on the Dodgers staff. And Zach Davies not really a guy I wanted wanted to bet on, but if you're going to take a look at maybe a bomb or a big dog tonight, the Cubs might be worth a look. But I'm not going to bet. I, I was going to ask you about that game, Matt. I actually played. Uh, uh, I didn't like the card that much today. I did play a small bet here on the Cubs. I, I took the plus price. You know, a lot of this spin rate, etc. Zach Davies actually uh, fits the profile where it should not matter to him. He's a sinker, right. change up type of pitcher. Uh, spin rate doesn't matter uh, to him whatsoever. Uh, Bueller very much down uh, with that spin rate. The velocity has been fine with him. You don't really know uh, from start to start. Uh, but I, I went ahead. I played some Cubs over team total. I, I took that big plus price. Uh, how about this NL West, Matt? Uh, Padres red hot, win seven games in a row. The Giants don't seem to be going anywhere. Uh, Dodgers in a bit of a tailspin. Huge series here uh, against the Cubs. What do you think of this NL West? Well, it's going to be a three-team race to the end is what I think. You look at the Giants right now, they're 22 games over 500. That's insane. Nobody would have thought the Giants to be 48 and 26 at this point, and they stole one from JVT's Angels yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday, and uh, that, that was a really brutal beat. By the way, if you played under the total, the games won one in the 12th inning, and the Giants put up seven in the 13th to win that game nine to three. But I think the Giants are for real, and I, in fact, that's a team I've been betting a lot. I bet them in uh, both games against the Angels, but um, I don't think the Giants are going away. And the, the problem with the Dodgers. And it's it's at some point probably going to get corrected a little bit, but the Dodgers have not been the team we were looking at on paper before the season. You've seen a lot of unfamiliar names in that lineup. But basically, for the past two months, they played without Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, who are two MVP type of players. And we don't have those guys on the field. You're not definitely not going to be the same type of team. That's why I think the Dodgers' best baseball is ahead of them in the second half. And I'm really impressed in a lot of ways by the Padres. I think their uh, starting pitching is going to be solid because you Darvish has been outstanding and some of these other guys are coming along. 
The bullpen's pretty good. Fernando Tatis is just sick. The guy's missed 20 games, and he's got 22 home runs. Uh, so I think he's, you know, playing at an MVP level right now. Cronenworth has stepped up big. I still think it's a three-team race to the wire. But one thing I watched was the Dodgers, too, and you were talking about Walker Bueller tonight. Trevor Bauer has not been the same. His spin rate's down. He's been getting hit hard. So maybe that's a thing not just to watch with Bueller tonight, but uh, with Trevor Bauer and his starts coming up because he's been pretty, I don't want to say bad last night, but he allowed three homers even though he struck out 10, uh, Bauer has not been the same pitcher. Yeah, Dodgers still $2.25 favorite over at DraftKings win this division. And to Human's point, Cody Bellinger, 53 of the 73 games that the Dodgers have played, he has missed. Max Muncy missing a little bit of time as well throughout that time. So uh, this has been a beat-up Dodgers team, and I think you'll see a little bit more as the uh, season goes on. All right, Human, hey, we're up against it. Uh, appreciate a little bit of time today, though, man. Thank you. All right, you bet. Thanks, guys. You got it. Matt Humans at Matt Humans 24-7. And, of course, if you miss Humans a lot, you can watch him on Follow the Money for the rest of the week. Where are you at with the NL West? Same thing? Health kind of an issue? Uh, I mean, the Giants are shocking what yeah. they've been able to do. And, you know, again, I didn't pay a lot of attention to baseball the first month, month and a half of the season. Certainly a team that I would have looked towards. The analytics, uh, they got some smart people into that organization. Just, But where the Giants have been? Over the last couple of years, and you know the way the Padres loaded up, obviously the Dodgers were already there. Uh, you didn't expect that, but I think as far as these teams making moves the rest of the way, Dodgers, uh, Padres, even the Giants could be the difference here. Yep, we'll see. San Francisco, we'll see. I think there has been a lot made too. There have been some uh, call it lesser opponents on the schedule early mm-hmm. on, so we'll see if maybe that uh, evens out as the year goes on. Second hour of the program, Mike Paul and Derek Stevens will be with us for live from Circa. We'll discuss with them many things around town, including a big development here in our own city. It's coming up next year on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.